Hi, I'm Tony Kramer with RDO Equipment Company. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Agriculture Technology Podcast. Every day there are phenomenal advancements being made in the field of agriculture technology. RDO Equipment Company is a leader in agriculture equipment and precision agriculture technology and is here with industry experts bringing the latest news and information from RDO and John Deere. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This is episode number 141, and today we are going to be talking about Harvest Profit. Before we dive into the show, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. You can subscribe to the show on the many different podcasting apps that we're streaming this out to, such as Apple's podcast app. We've got it on Stitcher, Overcast, SoundCloud, and we've recently added Spotify to that list. While you're out there, drop us a review. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. Lastly, make sure to follow RDO Equipment Company on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and catch all of our latest videos on YouTube. You can also follow me on Twitter, at RDO Tony K. Now with that, let's get back to the show. I am really excited to welcome Nick Horub, who is the founder of Harvest Profit. Thanks for joining us on the show today, Nick. To get started, I'd like to hear a little bit about you and your background and how you got involved in this industry. Thanks for having me, Tony. You know, I grew up in Williston, North Dakota, so far northwestern North Dakota. Both sides of my family farmed. I actually wasn't too intimately involved with the farm growing up. My uh, my dad had a brother, um, and my grandpa farmed and had a construction company. And so my dad was more involved in the construction company. My uncle was more involved in the farm, and so I wasn't you know hugely drawn into the farm growing up. Uh, but when I left uh, Williston, I went to NDSU for three years, was pursuing a degree in engineering, but I really kind of developed this passion for finance. And so I transferred, I was one year from getting my industrial engineering degree at NDSU, but I transferred to the University of Minnesota, I got a degree in finance and started working for a private equity firm in Minneapolis called Shoreview Industries. And what we would do is we would go out and mostly acquire businesses from retiring entrepreneurs. And maybe they had a dream to acquire a competitor or acquire a supplier, uh, but they didn't really want to take that risk. So we would step in, buy the majority of their business, still give them a big ownership stake, and then go out and like, let's let's really take this thing higher. And so I got to see businesses in lots of different industries, manufacturing, distribution, um, some businesses that have a, a similar look and feel to what RDO is. And really got to see what are the recipes that lead to these successful, profitable, uh, growing businesses. And then at the same time, this is back in 2007, 2008, 2009, commodity prices went on a, just a crazy rally. And specifically where my home country is at, northwestern North Dakota, is really the the center, maybe not the center, but right in the middle of spring wheat country. So spring wheat went from, you know, the mid single digits up to $25 a bushel. And I started talking to, to friends that are farming and, and saying, what are you doing? You know, how is this wheat impacting your profitability? What's your cost of production? What's your revenue guarantee on your insurance? And I was met with a lot of blank stares and really came to the conclusion that a lot of the people that I were talking to, they loved farm. And, you know, farmers can sometimes get a bad rap um, because they're not experts at everything. You know, you have to be you know, HR, logistics, equipment, mechanic, operator, agronomist, bookkeeper, um, you know, economist. And so, you know, rarely is everybody good at all those things. And so I started doing 
um, after just talking to friends and family, mostly friends that they just didn't really know what to do with those, with that volatility and, and those crazy high prices. And we're just almost paralyzed with fear. And I was looking at it as, you know, if you can make $10 a bushel on your wheat, you know, what's stopping you from just cleaning out every last, um, every last bushel you have. Uh, and you know, I maybe was underestimating the, uh, you know, the emotions that go into it and the, the biases that go into these decisions. But I decided to step away from, from what was a, a pretty promising career to do consulting work for farmers. And be, given that I had some roots in Fargo, I just started working around the Fargo area. So um, Western Minnesota, Eastern North Dakota, and started doing consulting for farms, just helping them you know, better understand cost of production. Um, what does my balance sheet look like? Uh, if I were to, you know, put in some drain tile and finance that, what does that look like? What should I be investing in bins or, or upgraded equipment and just doing a lot of financial analysis and, and helping farmers make management decisions. And so then at that time built what I thought are a lot of awesome spreadsheets, but what tended to happen is the spreadsheets, We'd work on them in the winter, we'd get them fine-tuned, and then as soon as the fields get warm, the sun gets high in the sky, those spreadsheets just gather dust from, you know, say mid-March till harvest is done, you know, anywhere from, you know, the end of October to the, the end of December. And in between those, you know, while those spreadsheets are gathering dust, a lot of important decisions need to be made. You know, land rent opportunities might come up. Obviously, there's a lot of grain marketing decisions. And so I wanted to take the spreadsheets that I'd built um, that I'd worked on and turn those into a more collaborative tool that could be accessed by multiple people, separate computers, uh, throughout the year pulling in, you know, commodity futures price data. So really wanted to give farmers that live look as if I can log on today or next week or next month, I can have an updated live version of what my crop year based profitability is. And, and what I noticed, um, doing my consulting work is, you know, hopefully a hundred percent, but you know, 99% of farmers who do their bookkeeping, you know, for tax purposes. But if you look at a farm's QuickBooks account or their accounting software, they're doing most farmers in the U S anyway, are doing calendar based cash basis accounting. So, um, they're, they're starting their year January 1st, they're ending it December 31st, but that doesn't line up with the crop year. So if you think about, for instance, this next crop year, 2021, most farmers have bought some inputs in 2020. They're going to buy some inputs in 2021 and sell some of the crop in 2021. And then they're likely to sell some of the crop in 2022. So you have three years of cash basis accounting transactions feeding into this one crop year. And so a lot of farmers just don't have the visibility into that crop year, the crop year numbers. And I think that's a key ingredient in, you know, to make more confident decisions, you know, you need to know what your cost of production is, how it impacts your profitability, you know, what's your break-even yield. You know, here, you know, looking out the window here at some equipment, if you had no idea what your cost basis was, makes it pretty hard to sell it. And the same thing can be said about farming. Um, and so we're just all about giving better visibility into the number side of the farm. And so that was the the kind of origin story of Harvest Profit is um, not, you know, involved with agriculture in my roots and my family and my DNA, got away from that and then, you know, circled back to the farm and, and really, you know, combined, you know, my heritage, my family's heritage farming with 
a lot of interest I have in technology and finance specifically. Yeah, absolutely. You said it right there that you you took your your background, your your family history of farming and and a little bit of construction stuff there. You input your interest in finance and numbers and and you brought the two worlds together. It's always really cool to hear when when people can take a a history or a family legacy and then take their interests of of really what they love and what they want to do, collide those worlds and, and bring something like Harvest Profit to the table. So you told us a little bit about kind of that that history, how Harvest Profit came about in uh, in your career path and what you were doing. Let's dive in. You know, what is Harvest Profit? What can a farm utilize Harvest Profit for? So first of all, we'll talk a little bit, little bit about crops. Harvest Profit's really set up for annual crops. So you think wheat, corn, soybeans. But then it, it can handle all the specialty crops, you know, sugar beets, potatoes, peas, lentils, canola, um, really crops that are planted and harvested on an annual cycle. Uh, if you think about that, we've even, we even have some farmers who track their, their cow-calf uh, production and harvest profit. Where it isn't the best suited for is something like uh, feeding cattle, where you're, you have a shorter than that annual production cycle, or something like a you know, an apple orchard or almonds. And so really the, you know, the, the core is, if you look at our top crops and harvest profit, it's wheat, corn, soybeans, and then, you know, falls down to 50 other specialty crops. And we have customers in 26 states, four provinces. Uh, so we're all over the country. Um, we have, you know, a slight overweighting to North Dakota and Minnesota, just because we're, you know, where we're located. But really it follows pretty closely th- you know, throughout the area where small grains and row crops are planted. And the heart of the software, I actually built a software around a, a, a risk management what-if tool. You know, what if I sell another 50% of my commodity and what if I bump up my crop insurance 5 or 10%? And looking at a matrix view of that. So trying to visualize some of that. And one of the key variables to go into that was what's your cost of production? But given that, you know, the bookkeeping that every farm does has very little correlation with the crop year numbers. What we found out is, and farms are so different, you might have, you know, three entities farming separately from a bookkeeping standpoint, but they operate together. You might have some cash rents and some crop shares. And so all of that stuff muddies the water on just calculating what is my cost of production. And so we, we had to build a whole bunch of tools to make it easier to calculate the cost of production. And then with that, we started diving into, well, if we have your cost of production in a detailed level, for instance, here's how much seed you're planting on each one of your fields, and here's how much fertilizer you're applying. Once we have that, we can do field level profitability. And so we pivoted, we found that the excitement was coming in the cost of production and the field level profitability, um, and not so much just grain marketing what if analytics. And so we really focused on how can we easily help a farmer throughout the year track their cost of production and their field level profitability. And then on top of it, tracking grain contracts, we have ability to track grain inventory. You can build grain marketing plans. Um, you can track you know, what your input usage is, enter in multiple purchases of inputs. But really the heartbeat of Harvest Profit is the field level profitability and cost of production. And then trying to enable a farmer to do that and say one 
you know, big cup of coffee uh, once a month. If you sit down with a cup of coffee once a month, you can have an accurate, you can have an accurate set of numbers throughout harvest profit. You know, both old crop, new crop, just dynamically changing, you know, from year to year and month to month. Yeah, and that you answered a couple of the questions that I had. So, I mean, who is it for? Really, it's for anybody. It doesn't matter, big farm, small farm, anybody that's looking to get a uh, a deeper, more close look at their financials and their profitability. And you said bringing it down to a field level. So traditionally in agriculture, we were familiar with the agronomic data that we're, we're collecting. We got our yield data and all of that stuff. But what you guys are doing with Harvest Profit is you're taking that, that same information, but you're adding your inputs and your, your sales of your commodities and you're really turning it into a field level profitability. So it's it's not just for the the big corporate farms per se, uh, but it's also not just for a little guy. It's really for anybody. And you you even actually kind of cool brought up that there's there is a, a slight way for people to use it on the ranching side with yep, uh, yep. cow calf operations. So um, kind of neat to hear that as well. Now you mentioned some of the different things that uh, can be done within harvest profit. What specifically, um, talking your your grain marketing, your field level profitability, are these all kind of different tools within Harvest Profit, or is that just uh, kind of the main suite of software, or how does that work in Harvest Profit? What are the different tools that can be utilized by the growers? Yeah, so it's tracking your input prices, uh, your overhead. So how much do I pay in labor? How much do I pay in a my equipment payments, depreciation, and then how much inputs are you applying per field, and then the P&L tool, and then it flows down through the, the grain inventory tracking, the grain contract tracking, so uh, forward contracts, hedge to arrives, futures hedges, basis, um, all of the contracts that farmers are using, and then um, we have the ability to do some what-if analysis, so what if I want to look at a scenario where I, you know, I have an opportunity to pick up 600 acres of land, but I want to drop 200 acres of just unproductive ground um, that's been tough to deal with for year in, year out. And then um, with that, you know, I need to upgrade my planter. You know, I'm trying to hit a, maybe I'm trying to plant my soybeans in that earlier window. And so um, looking at, well, what does it look like if I, you know, buy an exact emerger planter, planter, for example, um, and then can you know can start planting corn and beans at the same time, or or plant you know plant your beans early, and so you can do this multi-variable what-if analysis on um, changing you know seven or eight different things on your farm, and then comparing that back to you know if I would have made these seven or eight changes in 2020, what would my profitability look like compared to how actually 2020 turned out? And so that's a big use case for Harvest Profit is um, doing a lot of what-if analysis. And the other thing is, um, it's really a it's all it's a historical analysis tool combined with a budgeting tool. So, I like to say, bookkeeping the the numbers you're bringing to your accountant, you know that's awesome rear view analysis, and you can take that to do crop year rear, you know historical analysis. But if you're ignoring the forward looking numbers, like 2021, even maybe 2022. You know, it's like driving blindfold, right? And so we're trying to have both as clear of a picture looking out the rearview mirror as well as looking out the windshield by 
giving historical analysis, but also forward-looking projections. So that really sums up what Harvest Profit is. That's really cool. A lot of different tools, a lot of, and, and the whole rear view looking versus forward looking uh, really puts into perspective uh, how you need to approach financials, not only in agriculture, but in all businesses. Um, one of the things, so you talk about this what if scenario, you know, you, I know you got some power with this software. Can we just, anytime somebody is interested in purchasing John Deere specific equipment, can we just tell them the numbers that it's a good positive outlook? You know, so the, the, the outputs of Harvest Profit are as good as the, you know, the inputs that are put in, but we've, we've done some interesting analysis where, you know, specifically looking at, you know, maybe if a farm has missed one of these ideal planting windows, you know, three out of the last five years, you know, what would it, you know, looking at some agronomic data and some equipment cost data, you know, what would it look like if I could, you know, instead of missing that window three times, maybe if I only missed it one time, and if I'm able to, you know, use a high-speed planter along with maybe my, you know, my older planter and, and you know, have two planters out running and get that crop in in a timely fashion and so then you you enter a little bit of a yield a yield bump there and it's pretty powerful what uh you know what those invest the, the return on investment on those inputs can be so you can definitely you can do that a lot so it's <laughs> it's fun obviously there's a lot of assumptions and there's always a lot of assumptions that go into any kind of this analysis but you know you don't need t- just a couple two three percent gains on on revenue or on uh, yield on price you know that can turn into 50 100 percent increases in profitability profitability at the end of the year right absolutely and that's that's one of the things you bring up a good point that there's a lot of and you talk about it the what if scenario uh, use utilizing information like this no different than the agronomic data that's collected throughout the season uh, it's a tool in your toolbox to help you make educated decisions going forward um, to to better your operation uh, both efficiently and financially so uh, really cool that these tools are out there now, one of the things I know, uh, as far as a customer benefits side, you guys also have some third-party software integration uh, with some of those farm management software platforms out there. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about that and how they integrate with Harvest Profit? Sure. So we pull in as applied data from a couple different platforms. You know, the largest I was just looking at it yesterday. The the largest integration number of integrations we have is John Deere Operations Center. Um, and pulling in the as-applied data, so you can pull in the actual, you know, the amounts that you've applied of fertilizer, seed, chemical. Um, we have a, we bring in grain cart loads from a tool called Agromatics LibraCart that flow into our grain inventory feature, and then pulling in that harvest data, the yield data uh, from Operation Center and probably a couple other platforms is something that's really high on our radar that we're going to be working on this year. Yeah, I know those third-party integrations and and collecting some of that data so that most of the farms, if not all the farms, are already doing that. They're already collecting that agronomic data, their harvest data, uh, as applied data with their seed, their uh, inputs, uh, fertilizer, chemical, things like that. So for Harvest Profit to be able to pull that in, uh, automatically input those numbers and those those, uh, amounts of products makes it easier on the customer's side. Now, if a customer is interested, uh, they're really liking what they're hearing, um, how do they get Harvest Profit? How do they go about getting the product or utilizing the product? Yeah, so we've taken a, a really sales light approach. We don't have a sales team. 
And so we make it really easy. If you go to harvestprofit.com, uh, you know, the upper right-hand corner, the center of the screen, it's pretty obvious. You can sign up for a 14-day free trial and, and kick the tires. And we've made the, we've made the approach that our most successful, you know, I've gotten the opportunity to sell the software to some people. And I'm passionate about it, and that passion sells. But what we found is that you need to get in and kick the tires and see if it's a fit. Um, rather than trying to convince you or pester you, we just make it super easy to sign up for a free trial. You know, give us your name, your email, jump in, kick the tires. Uh, you know, if you don't find the time or you don't have a full enough window in that 14 days, you can just sign up for a free trial again. And then whatever you do in a free trial, if you decide you want to sign up, you all your data is preserved. So you, if you pull your fields from operation, and when you onboard, you can pull your fields from operation center. So you don't have to input all your fields. And then let's say you put in some inputs and some, some yields and some rents, uh, then you, you know, that data is preserved. So if you actually want to try the software for a year, couple years, um, anything you do in the free trial is, is carried over. So we make it super easy, just harvestprofit.com. Yeah, that's wonderful. You guys do make it very simple, very easy to get access to your software. Uh, like you said, a 14-day trial, you know, who doesn't love a free trial to see if it really fits their operation, fits their farm. Now, one question, Nick, I did want to ask you is back in November of 2020, uh, Harvest Profit was acquired by John Deere. How does that affect the product or uh, how does that affect current or future customers? Talk to us a little bit about uh, your partnership with John Deere. Sure. Well, you know, first of all, I think of farm data is like a, is a, a three-legged stool, and you have each one of the legs represents agronomic data, operational data, and then the financial economic data. And so, Deere is really making great strides, and and I think best in class for um, capturing agronomic data and operational data. But there's really a hole in the in the tools ecosystem they have for the economic data and the financial data. So taking the agronomic insights and turning them into economic insights. And that's where Harvest Profit came in. And we were you know, really blown away a few years ago when we started working with the team at John Deere on doing an integration. It was just like they wanted, they had a lot of resources devoted to just making more API connections. And John Deere isn't making any money from that. And so it's, you know, at the end of the day, better tools make the equipment more valuable to the farmer. And so this is really an opportunity for, for deer to, you know, add an, add that third leg to the stool. And we're excited about having, you know, we have five people on our team. So we've been a pretty small lean team, really investing all of our free cash flow back into the product. And so just having more resources for us, having the ability to use some of the the data from the machines that you know maybe before some other people can is of a lot of value to us and so at the end of the day we've been tasked with you know our number one objective is to keep our current customers happy uh, to not do any change that are going to negatively impact them and then longer term how can we take all of the data that's flowing from a customer's machine and give the farmer better and easier insights and so really at the end of the day it's a it's a tools play by deer they liked the fact that we had gotten good traction with such a small team. And, you know, there's, if you, if you look at some of the recent updates that have come out on the operation center on the mobile app, you know, they're really accelerating the pace of giving customers what they want and building some cool tools. And so, you know, we could start, we started seeing that a while back and, and, and we really liked what Deer was doing. And there was a, 
you know, an opportunity that came up and, and we decided, you know, they decided it made sense and we decided it made sense. And so we're pretty excited about uh, working with the, the team at Deer. Yeah, that's great to hear that, uh, like you said, it's just kind of making the tool better from a John Deere side as well as the Harvest Profit side. Now, do you have any sort of a success story you'd like to share with our listeners, something that uh, from the the conception of uh, Harvest Profit to today, just something that you think back and it really puts a smile on your face that uh, that Harvest Profit helped a customer do uh, whatever it was they needed done? Sure. So we have a, a customer that farms in dryland wheat country. Uh, their dad had entered into a lot of crop share agreements you know, 20, 30 years ago. Well, those crop share agreements were drafted when the economics of the farm were just different. And now if you look as, as a percentage of expenses, farmers are paying more as a percentage of their expenses on things like seed. And so the percentages that, and this farm had moved to do some double crop. So here they're giving a percentage of each one of those crops to the landlord and the percentages are pretty high because they haven't brought them down to accommodate, um, you know, for an increased allocation towards something like seed. And so he was able to, you know, take some of these punitive crop shares, turn them into cash rents that have some some bonus structures, and and really increase the profit. You know, he had the insights into which one of these contracts were were costing their farm the most money, and working with the landlord to craft a. Uh, a structure that enabled them to keep investing in the in those farms and keep investing in the quality of that ground, but doing it in a way that was more financially sustainable for their farm. And then, you know, a, another quick one, we had uh, a farm uh, in this region that was had a key employee that was going to go back home to their own farm. And so they were looking at, well, do we replace this employee? What do we do? And they were they were spread out over quite a long geographic area. And they made a decision that, you know, what does it look like if we, you know, that far farm north and the far farm south, what if we got rid of those? Um, and what if we went from multiple older lines of equipment to one line of newer equipment? And so they actually let some makers go. Um, they didn't replace their hired man. They had one big line of equipment across their farm now. And they really whittled their cost of production down to about as low as it possibly is. But one of the farms that they had, they still had a year or two left on the lease. And so they asked me, you know, this isn't something we, we do often, but I knew the farmer. And he said, do you know somebody who farms in so-and-so county? Um, and I said, yeah, I do. And so this farm, I, I asked if they had, uh, if they were willing or, you know, wanted to pick up this farm, to sublet this farm. And it wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a, a no-brainer rent. It was, an, it was a market rent. Um, and their banker said, no, 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 I don't think you should. Now is not the time to pick this up because this was a, you know, three, four years ago at harvest, prices were low. But this farm was, you know, two, 3,000 acres, but had the equipment to farm 4,000. And so they could pick up this farm without any additions of overhead. And so their bottom line increased by $50,000 by picking up this farm. And the banker said, okay, well, and they plugged that into their harvest profit account. And 10 minutes later, it showed, all right, I can, I have a $50,000 increase in my free cash flow by picking this farm up. And so that was really a a fun opportunity where each farm, the farm that let the land go and the farm that picked the land up, they were both better off for it. And so that was a really unique opportunity, I thought, where they could make those, really simply evaluate those decisions using Harvest Profit. 
Yeah, that uh, would definitely make a person feel good to to know that you helped not one but uh, two in that specific situations. But then yeah. also the uh, the wheat customer you were talking about uh, really to puts a smile on your face to know that your program, your software, is helping them make those decisions. Yep. Now, if somebody wants to learn more about Harvest Profit, where can they go? Who can they talk to? So harvestprofit.com, you can sign up for a free trial. You can check out our blog. We post a lot of content on there. Um, If you go to harvestprofit.com backslash call, so harvestprofit.com slash call, uh, you can book a call. Um, Like I said, we don't have a sales team, but we're here to answer questions. And then we've put quite a bit of content on YouTube over the last couple of years. If you just search for Harvest Profit in YouTube, you'll find our channel where we have some interviews and quite a few product demos just walking through, you know, what the software can do and examples of it. Awesome. Well, I just want to thank you, Nick, for taking the time to sit down with me today, talking about Harvest Profit and how it can benefit a grower uh, from a financial standpoint on their farm. So thanks again for doing this. Yeah, thank you, Tony. Appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode. If you have questions about the technology and products discussed or have ideas about future episodes, please leave them in the comments below. You can also subscribe to RDO's YouTube channel and be in the know about each episode or tune in on any streaming service. Thanks again for listening.